Money Pit is brought to you by Glisten, Stanley, and the Home Depot. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you doing this fine fall weekend? We are here to help you take care of your house. If that's what you're working on, we're here to give you a hand at 888-MONEY-PIT. Whether you're working inside or out, we've got some ideas to make your projects go easier, go smoother, avoid the hassles. And if you're working inside right now, that's a really good project because you know what? It's getting cold out. And we're about to seal those hatches. And once we do, you'll be seeing a lot of those four walls. So why don't you take care of those projects right now? We'll help. Give us a call, 888-666-3974. Coming up on today's program, there's no shortage of noise about how to make your home energy efficient. I mean, Leslie, do you notice this? Every time you turn around, you hear or you see another window or door commercial or insulation advertisement. They include promises to help you cut your heating costs. Oh, yeah. They promise you the world. They do. But what if there was a way to build a home that was already efficient? Well, there is, they're here, and they're called Energy Star Homes. We're going to hear from a rep from the Energy Star program at the Environmental Protection Agency about this new Energy Star Homes program in just a bit. And they come with a big, gigantic yellow sticker on your house that tells you all about yeah, the exactly. energy saving bags. <laughs> all right, while we're on the subject of energy, you know, there's probably a great chance that there's one room in your home that's eating up your heat and your heating budget. It's your garage, guys. We're going to share some tips on how you can add energy efficiency to this very chilly space. And is your house ready for holiday house guests? Well, whether you're hosting big this year or just prepping for the season, we've got shortcuts for doing it better and for less. And speaking of spending less, one lucky caller this hour gets some holiday help with a $50 Home Depot gift card. It is perfect for picking up those LED holiday lights. They're going to last longer and you're going to get a bigger bang for your buck. So call us right now with your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Now we've got Elizabeth in Illinois on the line who's dealing with a brick situation. Tell us what's going on. I have a crack in my brick wall. It says about a fourth of an inch wide, and it goes from a windowsill down to the sidewalk. Yeah, and that's pretty typical. Around windows, around doors, that's the weakest part of the wall. So if it's a quarter inch wide, what I would do is I would seal it with caulk because you want to stop the water from getting in there. Now, one of the options that you might want to think about is a new product from DAP called DAP 3.0. They have a clear caulk. So it'll blend nicely with the brick. And it's not like silicone that looks kind of gray and mucky. It looks really crystal clear. And it's easy to use because it dries in 30 minutes. So I would use a product like that. I would caulk it to keep the water out. Because if you don't, what happens is the water gets in there in the winter. It will freeze and expand and start to widen that and break down the brick. So caulk it and just accept it as normal wear and tear. And that was DAP? DAP 3.0, it's called. Yep, DAP 3.0. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Sean in Ohio is on the line and needs some help with a moist basement. Tell us what's going on. Uh, yes, uh, my basement, I finally got the outside fixed. I heard you guys say if it's a rain event, it's usually uh, drainage. So I got that done. And, oh, great. And now there, there's like some kind of ceramic or uh, waterproofing on the walls, and it's flaking off onto the floor. And it's been there. The house was built in the 70s, and I was wondering a good way to 
clean that up while I can put on the walls to rewaterproof it. Okay, so I think what you're talking about are mineral salt deposit. It's sort of like a whitish, grayish, uh, powdery substance? Yeah, yeah, this is like it's been spackled on, though. Oh, so somebody put something on the walls and it's releasing and falling off the block. Right. Hmm. Okay. What do you plan to do with these walls? I just want to just waterproof them again, get the mold off of them and clean them up. So I don't know that you have mold on the walls. It sounds to me like you've got some sort of a finish that's separating. So can you scrape it off? Will it will it, it will it release easily? Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know being in the seventies where it might have asbestos in it or is there a good better way to clean it up? I would say not likely. Of course you could have that tested too. But if it's coming off easily, I would remove it. And if I put anything on the walls at all, it would simply be a damp-proofing material like a Thompson's water seal. And remember, the purpose of that is not to waterproof your walls. It's to slow down the evaporation of moisture from the soil outside into the walls and any mineral salts that will be drawn through because of that. You're not going to waterproof simply by painting your walls. It just doesn't happen that way. You waterproof by redirecting the water away from the house, which it sounds like you've already tackled on the outside. Yeah, Took me about 15 years, but I finally got it. Yeah, if it scrapes off easily, I would continue to take the rest of it off. I'd clean it up. I'd put a couple of coats of damp-proofing paint on it, and uh, and I'd call it a day. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. You know, people tend to think sometimes that everything that's black and dark is moldy, and it's not always the case, especially when you're talking about concrete block walls. The walls themselves don't grow mold. It's what's attached to them that grows the mold. And those home uh, test kits are notoriously inaccurate, and they can be misleading. Well, there's so many different kinds. I think you're you're bound to get some sort of reading. And it's normal to have mold in a house. You're always going to have some level of mold. So it's, 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 it's very misleading and really should only be used in the hands of a professional. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, having a garage can make winter a little easier, but it could make it more expensive, too. We'll have tips on insulating that chilly space when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. 
Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. You'll get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus, this hour, we're giving away a fantastic prize that you can use for just about anything. It's a $50 Home Depot gift card. Yeah, you know what? You can pretty much get anything and everything you want at the depot. But this time of year, why not shop their huge selection of LED and smart home products at the Home Depot? You can get the lights, the latest smart home technology that's really going to work for your house and your lifestyle. And they even have LED holiday lights that you can program to music and make change color. I mean, it's pretty awesome. I'm getting ready to set up my holiday decor. <laughs> Check it all out at homedepot.com or visit your local Home Depot. The value again, 50 bucks going out to one caller drawn at random. Let's get back to those phones. The number again is 888-MONEYPIT. Ron in Tennessee, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Yeah, I have a, uh, a home with a crawl space. And I've had some uh, moisture under there, and, and the builder, when he built it, he ran the, the runoff from the roof down into the French drains. I diverted that, and it's helped a lot, but it's still moist. And I'm asking if, uh, if these encapsulated systems where they trench the perimeter of the inside of the crawl space and, and uh, seal off the systems with a dehumidifier and a sump pump, um, how they work, and if that's... Uh, solution to these kinds of problems. All right. So first of all, the roof drains were going where before you capped them yeah, off? Down, down in the French drain. Yeah, that's not too smart, huh? No, it wasn't. I diverted that and, and it helped a lot, but, but it's still moist under there. All right. So now that you've got the roof drains disconnected from the, from the French drain, um, are those drains extending out away from the foundation perimeter? For sure. How far out did they go? 
20 feet. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing. All right. So the second thing that you could do uh, easily is make sure that the soil that surrounds the foundation perimeter is sloped away. Most of the time that soil settles after the house is built and comes flat or even inverted. So you want to make sure you have a pitch where the soil is running away from the foundation, dropping about six inches over four feet. You can plant something on that grass or mulch or stone after, but make sure you have good solid drainage. Now let's talk about the vents in the crawl space. You need to have enough vents, so probably one or two on each wall. You need to make sure that the crawl space floor has a vapor barrier on it. What's the crawl space floor now? It's vapor barrier only. It's vapor barrier, so it's it's completely covered in plastic? Right. Okay. And then the other thing that you could do is you could add vent fans to, to the walls and have them wired onto a humidistat so that when the moisture builds up inside the crawl space because the humidity is high, the fans will come on and draw the drier air in from the outside. Yeah. So those are things that you could do now without spending a whole lot of money to try to dry that space out. Yeah. Now, the idea of encapsulating the crawl space is not a bad approach, and many homes are starting to be built that way today, but that literally means sealing everything off 110%. Right. So since you're kind of closer to being able to improve the grading, improve the drainage, uh, double-check that vapor barrier to make sure it's really solid and it's you know thick and covering every aspect of that crawl space floor, make sure if it overlaps, it overlaps about 10 feet. Uh, make sure it's up against the the foundation walls, and then get good ventilation, cross ventilation in there using some vent fans wired to humidistats. You may find that that gives you the rest the rest of the moisture reduction that you that was left over after you rerouted those those drains. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Well, if you have a garage, it's obviously the coldest room in the house. And even though it's not designed to be heated, without some extra insulation and a bit of ceiling, it can definitely have an impact on your home's energy efficiency and lead to higher heating bills inside your home. Yeah, guys, you know, your garage wasn't meant to be a living space, so it doesn't have nearly as much insulation as the rest of your house. In fact, the walls shared by the garage and your home's interior... That's pretty much the only insulation you're getting there. So you need to do a little garage winterizing so that you can keep your home warm and your time in the garage, you know, more bearable. Now, for starters, stop big drafts getting in and around the garage door by checking the weather stripping at the sides and top of the door. And add a new gasket along the bottom to help seal out drafts as well. As a general rule of thumb, if you can see light getting around or under the door, the drafts are streaming straight in with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the door leading from the garage to your house... That should also get some attention. You want to make sure that it's sealed and weather stripped to prevent any air leaks. And next, you want to think about adding some insulation to the garage ceiling. It'll make that space warmer to work in if you're a cold weather project doer, but it's also going to make the room above the garage a lot warmer as well. Now, builders are generally not required to insulate and drywall any walls that are not covered between the house and the garage. So if you've got open walls, add insulation and drywall. That's also going to make it a little easier to finish them in the future. For more tips, head on over to our website and search garage makeovers at moneypit.com. Nancy in Pennsylvania needs some help with a heating question. What can we do for you today? Well, I live in a all electric house that was built in the 60s and it has mm-hmm. electric baseboard heat and those things are ugly. Is there anything that I can replace them with that's like more modern looking because these have the old like grill work and they get dust and dirt. And every time you turn the heat on, 
you have to burn the dust off, and it, it's just. <laughs> And it's hard to put furniture around because it takes up the whole length of the wall. Is there anything that they can be replaced with, or anything that would, or anything that would look more modern? So now you're looking for a way to get rid of the baseboard heating in total with like a different heating system, correct? Not changing the electricity source, but just changing the heat unit itself. No, yeah, just chase just getting rid of that baseboard and replacing it with something that looks better, that looks more modern than this old metal grill work. Well, they make covers for them. Um, you know, if you if you look online, there's one company called RadiantWraps.com, and their covers for baseboard heaters, you know, regardless of the fuel source, electricity, gas, steam, um, and that can look like a variety of things. So you can get something that's a little more traditional, something that's more rustic, something that's more modern, that will cover up that basic slant fin model that you associate with the baseboard heater. Um, there's perforated models that are just, you know, cover over the fin look and make that that one look disappear. So it's up to you. I mean, if you're looking for something different, you know, then go for a radiant source that's wall mounted. But if you want to just cover up what you've got, you know, look online. One company to check out is Radiant Wraps. Okay. I just want something that looks nicer and more modern. Yeah, well, I think that will do it for you. Radiant Wraps. Take take a look. Okay. I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Andrew in North Carolina on the line who's dealing with shower drain issues. What's going on? When you take a shower, about a couple minutes after the water has been running, it'll start to back up to some degree into the shower itself. And if you take a plunger and you use the plunger up and down, up and down, maybe four or five times, and you pull it up, all of a sudden as the water starts to go out slowly, you'll get a, a slurping noise. And then you're through taking the shower and it's running out. But you can go back in and 20 minutes later, and the same thing happens again. Right. So you know what that slurping noise is? No, sir. It's your shower drain gasping for air. For some reason, that shower drain is not vented properly. So as the water drains out, you create sort of a suction, and that's what slows it down. And so I suspect with you using the plunger, you're freeing up that suction and loosening up the water so it has a chance to grab enough air and go down. Was this shower added after the home was built, by any chance? No, sir. It's, it's been that way. And, of course, plumbers say there's nothing wrong. I said, well, there has to be something wrong. Yeah, if you're getting a gurgling sound like that, you're not getting enough air in it. And so it sounds to me like you probably need to add an additional vent. This is assuming that there's no clog there. Right. Because we used, my wife has used liquid plumber. I've used the plunger, the plunger, the plungers, and it goes out. But then when you stop, it, the same thing happens again. Right. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't use the chemicals. What you could do is run a snake down that line and make sure it's clear. Right. Just to make sure there's no hair or any other kind of gunk that's trapped in there. But generally when you have a a, a a drain like that that's gurgling, it's looking for additional air and it usually means that the vent is not there or the vent is obstructed and that's what really going to be the source of this making sure we have enough air in there if you had to add additional vents to it you know depending on how uh, easy or difficult it is to get to that line it is possible i appreciate your help and thank you again you're welcome sir good luck with that project thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit now we've got elizabeth in idaho who's dealing with some siding that's coming apart tell us about it i have a 1970 um, built house and with composite siding on 
uh, the entire house, but on the west side, where it gets most of the weather, the heat and the rain and wind and so forth, the um, horizontal siding um, has split where the, the siding joins themselves and is spread open as much as a quarter to a half of an inch. Is it just in one area or is it all over the place? Uh, it's mostly on the west side of the house that gets that gets the brunt of the weather. Okay, so many places it's coming apart or just a couple of quite places? Quite a few, quite a few. I'd say um, 10 places on the back of the house. I would caulk the seams. If it's quarter to a half inch, I would caulk it. I would get caulk that's colored to match the siding, and I would apply a bead of caulk because the other thing to do, of course, is to put new siding in. You would have to cut out the old siding and overlap that space and then paint it, and it's a really big project. So I would caulk it and call it a day. Okay. Um, we have tried that, and we've used the product. Uh, is it okay if I say the name of the product? Sure. Uh, it's DAP, D-A-P, and we right. use DAP Dynaflex 230. And we've also tried DAP Alex Plus. And after we put that in, uh, we went out to look at it after about two or three days, and then the, that area has just gone concave. So it's just sunk into the, uh, the siding, so it leaves a, a big concave area where it was uh, once just a crack. Now, can we put something over that? Should we just keep putting layers on? I think there's a misunderstanding with what you're trying to accomplish here, okay? What we want to do is keep the moisture from getting in there. And and when you caulk, yes, it is going to dry and it's going to shrink and actually sort of fill in very tightly any gap that you have there. You're not using a wood filler, okay? You're using a caulk. And so I would not worry about small concave gaps like that in between the caulk. That's what I would expect it to do. Doing that, if you want to paint it over so it's all the same color, you know, you can probably blend it in more. But that is exactly what it should be doing. All right. Well, it's just kind of unsightly where where it comes together. It's just a big, you know, concave area, but it looks better than than the crack. Let's hope that's the biggest problem you ever have with your house, okay? (laughs) I hope so. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Still ahead, does all the talk about going green leave you pretty much just unsure of where to start? Well, we're going to get good advice on green home efficiency when we talk to an expert from the EPA's Energy Star program after this. 888-MONEYPIT When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Money Pit is brought to you by Lutron's new Maestro Occupancy Sensing Switch. Never ask, who left the lights on again? Starting at around $20, this motion-sensing light switch turns the lights on automatically when you walk into a room and off when you leave and works with all types of light bulbs. 
Learn more at LutronSensors.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, for years, we have been big fans of the Energy Star program. It's a government program that works. Go figure. Helps us be much more efficient around our homes, especially when we're going out to buy appliances like washers and dryers and air conditioners. But what about your home? Could your home be an Energy Star appliance sort of in and of itself? Well, joining us to explain how you can achieve an Energy Star rated home, we've got Brian Ang, who's the marketing manager for the U.S. EPA Energy Star Home Program. Welcome, Brian. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. So, Brian, uh, we are accustomed to purchasing Energy Star computers and televisions and uh, even windows and doors can be Energy Star rated. What makes our entire house an Energy Star home? Yeah, that's a great question. As you said, consumers are really familiar with Energy Star through the products or electronics that they buy. Not many people realize an entire house can earn the Energy Star label, too. It's the same concept where the home is basically designed and built to be energy efficient from the ground up. And if a home meets certain energy efficiency requirements that have been established by the EPA's Energy Star program, then it earns the blue Energy Star label, which usually goes on the electrical box of the house. So now this obviously has to be something that happens from new construction. You can't sort of retrofit an existing home to become an Energy Star home. That's right. Well, technically you can, but we usually tell people who ask if they can. It's really very difficult because of the things that you have to install in the home. There are some things that involve getting under the foundation, for example, to install a um, a water barrier, for example, between the foundation and the ground. That typically is pretty hard to do in a, in a, even in a gut rehab. True. Yeah. What's been the reaction to builders to the opportunity to construct Energy Star homes? They see this as somewhat of an annoyance, or are they willing to kind of step up, take the additional steps necessary to uh, build a home that's Energy Star qualified? Yeah, we have uh, home builder partners around the country, small builders to large national production builders who build Energy Star certified homes. In fact, to date, there's been 1.6 million of these homes built across the country. Um, but just last year, there was about 86,000 of these homes built by builders across the country. So uh, participation is really, really high. Interest is very high. Consumers are more aware of the impact of their house on the environment and how energy efficiency not only saves them um, money, but makes them more comfortable. Typically, they can live a better lifestyle in a energy-efficient home than a non-energy-efficient home. And so Energy Star Certified Homes offers that value proposition to home buyers, you know, built from the ground up to be energy efficient. These homes are 15 to 30 percent more energy efficient uh, than a typical new home and can save homeowners thousands of dollars over the ownership years uh, that they live in the home. Do you think they're seeing higher costs initially to achieve the Energy Star rating and it all sort of recoups in the savings or is it very similar to building, you know, the old way of building? That's a very good question. Uh, From anecdotal information we collect from our builder partners, they typically say it does cost a little bit more for them to build an Energy Star certified home, which makes sense because um, many of the features and systems that are in the Energy Star homes typically aren't found in uh, new construction, regular new construction. 
construction. Um, so it does cost a little bit more up front for them to build. It may cost a little bit more to purchase it in a mortgage, but what happens is homeowners, through the energy savings they see year after year after year, they recoup that upfront cost and then some. Um, so in the end, they usually end up ahead. We're talking to Brian Ng. He's the marketing manager for the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency's Energy Star Home Program. So, Brian, you mentioned how much more efficient Energy Star homes are. Can you give us some specific examples of the types of improvements that would be added to an Energy Star home that perhaps consumers might be surprised about? Uh, sure, absolutely. Uh, they're, basically, what makes an Energy Star certified home different are these uh systems, these key systems that really have a direct impact on a home's energy efficiency. One of these systems that is installed in an Energy Star home is a thermal enclosure system. Basically involves comprehensive air sealing, quality installed insulation, and high-performance windows, which uh, together uh, act to improve comfort and lower utility bills. Another system is a high HVAC uh, system, which has been designed and installed for optimal performance, which also helps improve indoor air. Uh, reducing the exposure to things like pollen and dust. Um, and then there's this water management system, which protects the roof, walls, and foundations from moisture damage. And then, of course, you have energy-efficient lighting and appliances. Brian, do you think that you could add individual components? I know you're saying that there's a roofing system. So if you're in the market to replace your roof, can you go ahead and find a builder that does an Energy Star-rated roof structure and just have that in your home? Um, usually not. Usually the, the features of an Energy Star certified home come as a complete package because these systems all have to work together mm-hmm. in order to maximize the energy efficiency of the home as a whole. Um, but there are individual Energy Star certified products. There is actually Energy Star certified roofing out there, so um, there is that. Um, but as far as just installing one or two or a couple of the features that come in an Energy Star certified home, usually that does not um, that doesn't make for a home that earns the Energy Star label. That's just something that has Energy Star components, if you will. And certainly that's not a bad thing to do. No, no, not necessarily not a bad thing to do, for sure. Uh, but we, you know, Energy Star, typically we don't uh, recommend or suggest that builders do that. We usually recommend, of course, that they build the whole home to be Energy Star certified, because that's really where you get the most benefit. Where in the United States, you said that you you have homes being constructed across the United States, but are you noticing a trend as to a region or a state that tends to be more environmental savvy? Um, yeah, we do see that trend. Um, we see a lot of Energy Star certified homes, for example, in the Pacific Northwest, where they tend to be much, you know, very, very much environmentally aware. Um, homeowners tend to really understand the impact of their actions and their lifestyle on the environment there. Um, but we see it in other areas. We see it in California. We see some in Florida. We see some on the East Coast, particularly in New England, um, as well as the South. So it's, it's, it's really spread out around the country where you see this growing awareness and growing concern about how people live in their homes and the impact they have on the environment and the climate. Definitely a program to be well aware of Energy Star Homes. If you'd like more information, you can simply go to energystar.gov slash new homes. Brian Ng from the U.S. EPA's Energy Star Homes Program. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much. Hey, coming up, it's getting darker sooner. Are your car's headlights up to the job? We're going to tell you how to get them bright and clean and safe and keep them that way when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit.
Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project at 888-MONEY-PIT. If you do, you might just win yourself a $50 Home Depot gift card. Yeah, and you know what? It's going to be darker a lot longer out there, guys. So why not use your gift card to get some new LED light bulbs or work lights or fixtures or even holiday lights? You're going to keep them on longer, so why not save some money? You can redeem your gift card in the store or online. No fees, no expiration. Check out all your shopping options at homedepot.com. That's homedepot.com. Tommy in Nebraska, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? My question concerns my dryer. I moved into a house that had the washer and dryer already here in my laundry room. And when I was cleaning back behind the dryer, um, the... Dryer hose is the aluminum type, and it's attached with tape, obviously not done correctly. And what I want to know is, what would you recommend? Is there a better um, dryer vent hose or a tube of some kind? It's a fairly short distance from the wall to the dryer. If it's uh, the flexible aluminum hose, mm-hmm. then that you, I would probably go ahead and, and put that back in. If it's vinyl, I would not, but you're sure it's aluminum, right? It is. It's like shiny aluminum foil. And that's the one that you want there because that's heat resistant. Oh, you do. Okay. Rather than the white vinyl, it's better than the white vinyl. Right. Because the white vinyl could overheat and potentially cause a fire hazard. So the aluminum one is great because it won't hold on to all of that heat. Now the question is, where does your dryer hose vent to? Does it go to the outside? Has it been cleaned in a while? You know, these are all maintenance things that you need to be doing for your dryer. Right, Leslie. And that's what I wanted to do because I am so afraid of fire hazards. Mm -hmm. But okay, so I need to detach it and it is vented to an outside uh, vent. So what you should do is get a, a, a dryer vent cleaning brush there is a uh, one that's available online called the Gardas lint eater less and i both have one of these brushes they're really cool they're like brushes on the end of fiberglass rods and you stick them into a drill and just spin them into the vent oh my goodness and go back and forth and pull them out and you'd be amazed uh how much dust comes out of those things so that's one i'm sure you could probably find it at a home center and a hardware store as well but a, a dryer duct cleaning brush is uh, is what you really need for that. Okay, and then when I reattach that hose to the to the vent and then to the dryer, obviously I don't want to use tape, which is what they've used. There's a big bracket that uh, is sort of like a clamp that fits around that, and it goes over the hose, and the so- hose goes over the vent, and then it all sort of screws together. And I'm sure you could also find those at a home center or hardware store. No, you should definitely not tape it together. I will do that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, if you're a fan of the Money Pit, you're probably into doing it yourself. And if you are a DIYer at home, you probably are also a DIYer when it comes to your car. Well, now your favorite home center, the Home Depot, is also your one-stop shop for auto care needs. Yeah, you can get supplies and materials for so many car care projects right at the Home Depot. For example, have you noticed that your headlights aren't lighting up what's in front of you as well as they used to? Well, over time, your headlights can become sun damaged. They can become scratched or even oxidized. And that's going to give a cloudy, milky, and yellowing lens, which will reduce your headlamp function. Now, the solution is the Turtle Wax Headlight Lens Restorer Kit. Now, it's got everything you need to get your headlights shining bright. It includes the lens clarifying compound, spray lubricant, and professional wet restoration pads. 
So that'll help you remove stubborn plastic oxidation and restore the lens clarity. Yeah, it's available at the Home Depot. Now the Home Depot has responded to growing demand and increased its automotive selection both in-store and online. Look for the Turtle Wax Headlight Lens Restore in the expanded auto section at the Home Depot near you and online at homedepot.com. Buck in Texas, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I was trying to ask a question about a built-up roof. Uh, about uh, 4,000 square foot. I was thinking about taking and putting a, uh, a coating on top of it. No insulation in the attic. And I was wanting to know if it really would actually defer the uh, heat uh, in the lower floor by putting a brilliant white roof coating on top. Well, those types of roof paints do have uh, UV reflectors in there, and they're designed to make the roof cooler. And certainly it will be a heck of a lot cooler than the black roof that you're starting with. So I think that that's probably a good idea in your situation, especially being in such a warm part of the country, Buck. Any uh, particular product? brand that you can suggest going on top of tar? No, but make sure it's a roof paint. I mean, typically you use a fibrous aluminum paint for something like that. What you really want to look for is the UV reflectivity of it, because the more UV it reflects, uh, the better the job it's going to do. And by the way, it will also extend the roof life as well, because the cooler the roof is, uh, that means less of the oil is going to evaporate out of the asphalt, and it'll last a lot longer. Okay, good. Buck, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Still ahead, does hosting friends and family leave you a lot more stressed than satisfied? Well, we're going to share some tips to help you get ready for guests this holiday season in just a few easy steps coming up after this. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by grain-engineered shaken shingle siding from the Tapco Group. Contractors can now offer homeowners the charm of natural cedar with none of the maintenance. Visit grain.com or ask your pro today. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, daylight saving time means a lot less sunlight, making this the perfect season to add some light of your own. You can turn heads and make your home safer for family and guests with creative outdoor lighting ideas for driveways, walkways, gardens, and more. They're all on the homepage right now at moneypit.com. All right, here we go. We're jumping into our email bag, and I've got one from Talia who writes, what's the best material to use for outdoor countertops in a grilling area. They're currently covered in Mexican tile that was replaced five years ago. Countertop is in the sun all day and exposed to the elements. Concrete sounds like a great long-term investment, but I don't want to spend an arm and a leg since we plan to list the house in a year or so. You know, you're right that concrete is a good option. It's very enduring. It's great for outdoor kitchens. I'm wondering, though, what's wrong with the existing Mexican tile? I mean, typically, Leslie, isn't that a great exterior surface? I mean, it's really beautiful, and it is kind of meant for the outdoors, but it's not usually sealed on top. So if you're doing a lot of cooking or prep work outside, it's going to absorb anything, you know, marinades, oils, greases, all of that. You know, it'll look lovely in the beginning unless you seal it, which kind of takes away the charm of a Mexican tile. It's really not the best choice. Now, there are Mexican tiles, though, that that they look like regular clay tiles, which are unsealed, but they are, in fact, actually sealed, correct? Yeah, you can get those. And I mean, that's really probably your best choice because of the situation. You know, the other thing is if you want that concrete look, why not try out Quickrete? They have a DIY concrete kit. 
They've got a lot of great videos online. You can turn it into a weekend project, and it doesn't have to be expensive. Well, the countdown is on only a few weeks until Thanksgiving, which means only a few weeks left for all of the hosting, the cooking, and the cleaning that comes with it. If you're feeling behind the eight ball, not a problem. Leslie's got some shortcuts you'll be thankful for in this week's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, first of all, guys, start cleaning now. You want to go room to room and clear away the clutter. This is a great time of year to donate or get rid of toys since, you know, the holidays are likely to fill your home up again with a bunch more more. And if there's any time to splurge on a one-time housekeeper, it's leading up to the holiday season. A deep cleaning today will still be felt in a few weeks when your friends and family start to arrive. Now, you want to keep your guests from feeling like sardines in your kitchen or your dining area. And instead, use existing furniture that you've got in your house. You know, create nooks for noshing and catching up. You don't want to jam everybody around a table because your guests are going to love the cocktail party feel and you're really going to enjoy all that extra breathing room. Now, set your table a day or so ahead of time. This way, you've got your goal in mind all day. You know what I like to do is whatever my serving platters are, I like to put a sticky note in them that says like turkey, gravy, cranberry, carrots. This way, I know exactly what's going where. And should one of my guests offer to help, I can say, ooh, get me that dish that's marked turkey. And they can hand it to me and everybody feels happy and you don't get frustrated. And finally, you got to breathe easy, guys. You know, the most memorable touches are often the most affordable ones. You can use pillows and throws to accent that holiday guest space and highlight the colors of the season and display photos or artifacts from the holidays past. It really sort of gives that nostalgic feeling to this wonderful time of year. If you've got an attic full of outdated decorations, consider a space or room devoted to less than modern stuff. And guests are really going to like that campy sort of feeling. Have fun with your decor. Really, just enjoy it. It's the one time of year that you really get to go a little crazy at home. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next time on the program, storm season is here. And that brings along with it lots of leaks and walls and ceilings. You know, one of the most common causes is one that perhaps you've never considered before, your vinyl siding. We're going to have tips to help you get to the bottom of vinyl siding leaks and prevent the next one on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.